Welcome to the podcast of Sozo Church. For more information about Sozo, please visit sozosmtx.com. Hey, have you ever noticed how God will confound our minds to reach our hearts? I guess I'm the only one who realized that. Try it again. How many of you ever realized that God will confound our minds to reach our hearts? Okay? Because see, here's the deal. If you've got God figured out in your mind, then your God is too small, right? And so today I want to talk a little bit about something that is, is kind of interesting. I, I uh, woke up at on Thursday morning early and the, the Lord... Uh, had something going on in my mind and, and, and I was thinking about a word. It wasn't a tongue or anything, Alan. I, it was just, it was a, a strange word. It's the word kerygma. You may know the word kerygma. Okay, nobody knows that word. So I didn't either, so I looked it up. I looked it up. And I realized that I, I'd seen this word. I knew this word a little bit. In fact, we had been at a men's uh, retreat, a son's retreat, in, um, at the Tesoro Escondido in the Mineral Wells, Texas. For, and the name of the place, or the name of the ministry of the fellow who owned this was Kerygma Ventures. So I thought, well, Kerygma must be an important word. So I looked it up. And so here's what Kerygma means. For those of you who like information, this would be a good thing to write down because it's gonna unpack for you, okay? Here's what Kerygma means. Kerygma means to proclaim, announce, preach, or herald the good news of the kingdom of God, okay? It's to proclaim, proclamation, declaration, announcing, preaching, heralding the king and his kingdom. Still not much excitement about that, okay? So I looked at that and I thought, well, okay, that's good, God. That's really good. But I kind of went through the week. I got, this is Thursday morning, right? I already had my message planned. I knew what I was gonna preach this morning. And I, I couldn't let it go. Kerygma just kept going, you know, and just kind of rolling around down in here, you know? And, and so the Lord said, Steve, I want you to preach on kerygma. I said, God, this is gonna be a really short message. On kerygma. I mean, I don't know a thimble's full of, of, about kerygma. He said, well, that's because you're going to have to depend on me because you know more than you think you know, but don't use your thinker because what kerygma does, it's not giving people information that they can sort out and make a reasonable decision. You understand what I'm saying? The gospel is not something you can comprehend, figure out, work it out, get it all, works in your equation, and then you say, yes, I'm gonna give my life to Jesus. You know what the gospel is? The gospel is Jesus. Anybody got Jesus totally figured out? See, the gospel is supernatural. That means above the natural. It's beyond our ability to comprehend it. So here's what, here's what kerygma is. It's the proclamation of something, the reality that just is. We're proclaiming something that is reality. It's true, whether we understand it or not. Now, let me give you an example, because I, I noticed this as we were singing this morning. You know what we were singing? Just one kerygma right after another. 
I mean, just declarations of Jesus and who he is and how great he is. I wrote down one of the latter songs we sang. We'll shout it till the whole world hears it. We'll sing it till the whole world knows. Jesus, he is faithful. He's our blessed hope. I mean, there's, no, there's nothing in there that's saying, let me help you understand all of these propositional truths so that you can make an informed decision. No, it's just the reality. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is King. Jesus is our blessed hope. Are you with me? That's, you, know what, you know what that's called? That's called old-fashioned preaching. You know, the old preachers get real red in the face and all that. They just come in and go, boom, this is reality. Reality is found in Christ, Colossians 2.17 says. I'm gonna give you reality. And you know what that does, what that reality does? It opens the way for revelation to come. Have you ever wondered why you might be in a meeting or something and you're just going, boom, ah, you're just like lit up with revelation. God is just nailing you. This is so good. And you look at the guy next to you and he's just like, oh, gosh, I wonder when, what time the game starts. You know, it's like, you know what? You know what the difference is? Revelation hadn't come. See, it's the heralding of the king and his kingdom. It's, it's the idea. You know what a herald is? What is a herald? Da, da, da. He's the guy. You know, think, think trumpeteers, big, long old trumpets, right? You know those guys that they're, they're standing there and they all add attention and all that and going, da, 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 da. And what are they doing? They're heralding the arrival of the king, the coming of the king. Can I tell you though? The king has already come. He is here with us. He's here. And yeah, oh, we're waiting for Jesus to come back. And, but can I tell you, he's already here. Look around the place because he lives inside of, of, of us. It's Christ in you that's the hope of glory. See, I'm doing something that's very foreign to me. I love to teach, I love to think, I love to figure things out, I love to understand everything. But can I tell you what? The gospel cannot be comprehended with the human mind. It's got to be received in the spirit, okay? So that's what today, that's what kerygma is. Okay, anybody excited when I say kerygma? All right, yeah. So Charisma is probably not a word you're ever going to use again. In fact, we're in pre-prayer and Dana said, yeah, that whatever that word was that you said, like, come God, come do that, you know? And so I'm going to give you a different word for it. When you think about the announcement of Jesus, the proclamation, the declaration of Jesus, how many of you have declarations that you make regularly? Yeah, you do, whether you know it or not. They're just things that you say a lot but you know what? If you will fill your mouth, your mind, and your heart with declarations of pure, unadulterated truth about who Jesus is, it will regulate your spirit and your soul and your heart will come alive. You will live with an aliveness that your mind cannot cogitate on its own, okay? And so I've got, I've got a couple of plaques at the office on, my, on the wall there at my, at my little cubicle. One of them is my kingdom calling. 
okay? And I, and I read my kingdom calling to remind me of who I am. I have another one, so I am statements. Uh, Alan back here gave me a bunch of I am statements one time and just reminded me, I'm a child of the king. I'm born again. I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm adopted. I'm a, you know, there's a lot of really good things we need to be reminded of, right? What does that do? It stirs something in us and it, and it starts here and it comes out here, right? So the Lord said, I'm gonna have you preach on this deal because I said, okay, Lord, this is, sounds good. And he said, no, no, it's not good. It's, it's, it's better than good. <laughs> it's incredible. It's awesome because it's one of the signs, the kerygma is one of the signs of the Jesus movement. How many wanna be a part of a Jesus movement? Okay. How many, how many old hippies do we have here that were a part of the Jesus movement back in the early 70s and all that? Okay, I'm talking about something that, how many of you know Jesus is still on the move? He hadn't left town yet, right? He's still in town. I like how John said it. He said, he, he said uh, what did he say? He said something here. I, okay, he said this. He said, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. That's, that's how the, the uh, message translation is. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word became flesh and blood and lives in our neighbor. Jesus is here. There's a Jesus movement. And one of the signs of that is bold proclamation. And I'm encouraged because we sing it out. We're making proclamations. It's happening. And I think it's happening more than we might realize, but we need to be conscious. The first sign of, I'm gonna give you four signs. The Lord showed me this back some time ago. There's, I think there's four signs in the book of Acts of a Jesus movement. Would you like to know what those are? Okay, first sign is this, continual prayer, continual prayer. I mean, those guys, you read the book of Acts, they're always in prayer. They're praying, they start out in, in Acts 1, what are they doing? They're waiting for the Holy Spirit. They're praying in one accord, no, they didn't hop in a Honda. They're all unified. They're praying in unity and agreement with one another, one accord, right? Now, how many of you know this? You, you probably don't know it. We've got some stealth warriors in this building, and some of them are not even in this building right now, that are saturating this church and, and you by name every single week. We have a prayer team, Dana and her stealth prayer warriors. I'm gonna do something that Dana will hate, but that's okay. Y'all need, it'd be good for you. I'm gonna ask Dana and her prayer team. I see some of you guys out there. If you're part of the prayer team here at Sosa, would you, would you stand up? Let's, yes. We honor you. We, we're so blessed by you. I, I am blessed. My family, so blessed, soaked in prayer. See, see that, that is key. Prayer is the work, but it's more than the work. It's the delight, okay? How many of you say, I think prayer is a good thing? Okay. How many of you say, I, I'd like to be part of a good thing? I'm glad you raised your hand. Tomorrow, tomorrow, at seven o'clock, isn't that right? Seven to eight o'clock. There's gonna be a Holy Spirit hoedown, okay? It's gonna be good. 
It's going to be at the Sozo offices there on Euland Street. We'll be getting more information on that, but it'll be time of worship, time of prayer. I mean, bring, put on your dancing shoes, man. Bring, bring your easel and paints if you want to paint. I mean, you know, whatever it is, that's, however you worship, bring your, your Bible and prayer journal, and we're, we're gonna, just going to have an incredible time before the Lord. I mean, a time of just uh, praying for one another, praying for the church, praying beyond for the city, right? And this will be something we'll do the first Monday of every month. A corporate, we all come together, right? And so that was a key. The second sign of a Jesus movement is what we're gonna talk about today. It was bold proclamation. If you go through the book of Acts, they're proclaiming Jesus is Lord. I mean, I mean, these guys are getting thrown in jail. Some of them are getting beheaded. There's all kinds of stuff going on, but they never back off of a transformation that took place in their life because they recognized God became flesh and blood and made a way for us to have life to the full that God made a way for us to enter into union with him. You realize union is the end game in the kingdom of God, that God's invited us into relationship with the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's pretty incredible. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. He says, you've got a place at the table in the family, the bride of Christ. The songs that we sing are a true living reality of what's going on in the heavenlies, what's going on in our midst. Reality is found in Christ. So the Lord said, okay, kerygma, and here's why kerygma is so important. Here's why bold proclamation is so important. It opens the way for revelation. Okay, not some of you didn't get that. Say it again. It opens the way for revelation, divine revelation. Some people get it, some people don't. Why? It's because they didn't get divine revelation. If we don't preach, if we don't proclaim, if we don't declare, if we don't announce the good news of Jesus in his kingdom, then that's how it opens the door for revelation. See, a herald, one of the heralds in the Bible is John the Baptist. Do you remember John the Baptist? John the Baptist was the forerunner. He was the guy making the way for Jesus, wasn't he? He opened a pathway for living revelation to come. You know what we get to do? When we declare the reality, the truth of Jesus, we open the way for revelation to come to individuals. And I'm gonna show this to you in a little. I, you gotta get a little teaching. I gotta give you a little teaching. I'm gonna show you some stuff in a little bit of how that happens, what that looks like because it's gonna empower us not only to receive, but to be broadcasters, amen? Okay, so continual prayer, bold uh, proclamation. The third thing is, what happens next when prayer's going forward and bold proclamation is happening is supernatural demonstration happens, okay? Things outside of the normal happen. Hello? Anybody with me? Okay. And then all of a sudden, personally and culturally, transformation happens. The whole, the whole region begins to look different. San Marcos begins to look different. Your neighborhood looks different. Your family looks different. Everywhere you go looks different because you are carrying something and broadcasting something 
that is changing the atmosphere, okay? Now, we're doing a lot of this stuff fairly instinctively, but I wanna show you why this is so vital that we intentionally do it. You know what I mean? How, how many of you, you, you know, people are like, what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie is Forrest Gump. We got, one, we got a Gumper in the back there. You know why I love Forrest Gump? Because Forrest Gump just kind of follows the feather. You remember the feather at the beginning? And he just kind of goes through life, you know, being Forrest Gump. And he just finds himself in all kind of incredible opportunities. Now, can I tell you, there's more intentionality going on than not. If we will follow the feather and intentionally follow the Holy Spirit, you're gonna find yourself broadcasting all kind of stuff. How many of you know that proclamation doesn't always, and I'll even say most of the time, doesn't even need words? Some of you go, well, that sounds good. I, I don't really wanna talk that much. Let me give you an example. I've got a, my favorite time of the week is my community group. If you're not in a community group, I hope you get one, but you can come to mine, but it's at 6.30 in the morning every Tuesday. I'm not an early bird, I don't like it, but I love meeting with a great, it's a men's breakfast. Women, you, I, I don't know, you probably wouldn't enjoy it all that much. It's a men's group, but, but we meet in a cafe in, in, uh, on MLK Street uh, called uh, Don Lorenzo's, and it's just a great time of fellowship. It's a time when we come together and just enjoy one another in fellowship. There's not a whole lot of agenda, but every single time the Holy Spirit shows up. And he shows up in a different way every single time. And so I was thinking about this. One of the things that I love about it is that we, we just kind of kind of throw a log on the fire. You know, we just kind of fan the, the flame a little bit. And then all of a sudden, Fred gets hot, you know? Where's Fred at? You hear Fred? There he is. Fred gets hot, man. And we fan it a little bit. I, you know, I just throw a little gasoline on it. And he gets, gets hot and Fred tells a story. And all of a sudden, everybody lights up. And then Coach Mike, he, he gives us some wisdom. And then all of a sudden, Fred, uh, uh, Tom's just being Tom. Tom's such a wise man, you know? And Tom gives a prophetic word. And everybody goes, oh. And, and, and it, life just starts happening. How many of you know there's people that are overhearing what's going on in our lives? They're watching us. The gospel's going forth, and we don't even know it. It might not be good news, but man, in this case, it's great news. This Tuesday, can I, tell, can I tell you a couple stories about my community group? Is that okay? I was going to do it anyway. So, <laughs> so. This, this past Tuesday, uh, our waitress, Christina, love you. Christina, if you're watching, man, God bless you. She, she comes and she, she meets us at our, she's always our waitress. And she came to the table and she said, hey, can I get some prayer? Absolutely, you can get some prayer. She said, my son, she brought out a picture, a handsome looking young guy. She said, he's got a concussion. I said, well, let's pray. So we're praying for Christina. And um, our group goes on after that. And, and this, this man uh, uh, comes to our table. He stands at the end of the table and he, he's got a mask on. He, he pulls his mask down. And uh, yeah, I'm thinking, okay, what's going on now? And he, he said, my name's Philip." He said, I, I've, I have been watching you guys for weeks now. And he said, man, I, I, I've, there's something just been churning in me. I, I know that I needed to come and talk to you. And he said, 
I've never seen anything like this. I, he said, I watch you guys every week. He says, he said, this is the way men should live. He said, I've noticed every man walks in, everybody gets up and hugs him. Everybody hugs him. You know, and he's just, he's just saying, and about that time, Greg Skelling gets out of his chair and Greg goes and he hugs him. And, I, and I'm standing there and I'm watching this, you know? You, you've got a, an elder, elderly man of color and you got a, a moderately elder, elder white guy <laughs> hugging each other in the middle of God and the cafe and everybody else, right? And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this is it. This is what I signed up for. This is the kingdom of God coming, right? You know, and, and, I, and I think about those opportunities just weeks before that. Another waitress comes to us and, and she says, you know, my, hus my hu husband has been put in hospice and he's not got long to live. And I mean, the group just began to minister to her and pray for her and we'd prayed for her a number of times and, and, and he actually passed away on Thanksgiving day. And so we've been able every day, every, every week to just kind of love on her and whatnot. You know, I, I think about that one, one week we, uh, we had uh, an officer there and I, what I remember, so, what I thought was so cool is he had his, he had his um, he's a sheriff, you know, and, and a deputy, and he had his name badge that said D-Law. D-Law was there, you know? And I said, all right, we got D-Law. And we just happened to be preaching and, and reading and talking about being born again of the Spirit. I said, Mr. Law, come over here. We're, we're talking about the Spirit. But he actually, we could watch him. He was, he was sitting at his table, you know, and he, he just kept, his, you know, his head kept getting closer and closer. And eventually he, he said, you know, I've been listening to you guys. We said, come on over. And he came and sat down with us. We've had the constable come. We've had all, one day the, the uh, owner of the business came out and she said, uh, I've been watching you guys. And she said, um, could I have you guys pray for me? And we said, absolutely. And I said, well, let me ask you. She said, uh, she said there's some weird stuff going on around here. She said, she said, man, the lights are blinking on and off and the gas stoves are burning up my beans and man, there's dishes flying around in the back room. And she said, there's some weird stuff going on around here. Can we pray? And we said, come to the right place. And so, and so I said, well, let me ask you a question. I said, I said do you, first question, do you own this place? Yes, I own this place. I said, Amen. I, I said, uh, number, number two, I said, I said, do you know Jesus? Oh yeah, I know Jesus. I want to tell me a little of your story. So she did. And I, I said, well, you realize you have authority. This is your place. And I, I said, I said, here's what, what I, I suggest we do. Why don't you pray? And then we'll, we'll just pray in agreement with you. And she began to pray and it was powerful. And and the, the whole group, just, we just began to join in. And, you know, Tom, Tom Cavasso starts making declarations. I mean, it was awesome. It was awesome. Guys, how many of you know that that kind of fanning the flame, throwing a log on the fire, produces bold proclamation? It's just showing up and being the gospel. And so that, that's what, what I'm talking about here. I don't, I don't know if I'm anywhere near where my notes are, but we're going to keep going here. You know what the word witness means? That's what we're talking about. We're talking about being, bold proclamation is being a witness. Remember over in Acts 1.8, it says, it says, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. 
and you'll be my witnesses. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the world. Everywhere you go, you're gonna carry the kingdom of God. Here's what witness means. It carries the idea of gossiping the good news. Think about that, gossiping the good news. Man, it was such good news. They couldn't hold it to themselves. You know what I mean? They just, everywhere they go, let's just tell somebody about Jesus. You notice I don't get nearly as close as Joel. Joel walks down here in, in scary land, you know? <laughs> I'm gonna stay up here. Witnesses, we, we should have such good news that we can't keep it to ourselves. You know, we, we share a lot of stuff we ought not. Or maybe it's just me, you know? But what if, what if we allowed the Spirit of God to flow out of us as witnesses of this kingdom, of this king? See, what the world wants is a kingless kingdom, right? They want the benefits of the kingdom of God. Kind of like the devil said, I'll give you all these, and you know, that ain't the way we do it. That's not the way of the kingdom of God. We're going to give you this, these stones and we turn them into bread. That's not the way this thing works. It goes through the cross. It goes through Jesus. Everything goes through Jesus. So, bold proclamation. It's contagious because it is declaring the reality of what is true. You don't have to do anything other than just share the truth. What does truth do? It makes people free. Yeah, it makes you free. You want to see some people free? Give them Jesus. He's the truth. You, you, want, you want to see some people's lives change? Give them life. There's some of us sitting here right now, and you're thinking, man, I, my, my, my world's messed up. You know what you need? You need the way. You need the truth. You need a new life source. And his name is Jesus. You know, the amazing thing is we come together and we contain the most valuable treasure that the planet could ever conceive of, and yet we contain it to ourselves. I'm just saying, open up the treasure chest. Open up the treasure chest and share the goodness of God. That's what bold proclamation, that's a sign of a Jesus movement, of people that are sharing goodness, that are de declaring and proclaiming, heralding, that are helping do this. They're helping our proclamation, our announcement, our heralding opens the eyes of the hearts of people who need the revelation that Jesus is Lord. Did you hear me? See, that's why, that's, why, that's why Paul prayed this. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, that you might be able to receive the revelation of the inheritance that is yours in Christ Jesus. See, that's all we're doing is opening, giving opportunity for the eyes to be open to where a place where we go, oh no, I can't but help say, yes, Jesus, I need you. See, one, let me give you a couple of scriptures just so this will be legitimate here. Let's look at this one here in uh, Luke 4. This is what Jesus said about, about kerygma. Remember the word kerygma means to proclaim? Look at this. 
He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to, there it is, circle it, proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to prisoners in recovery of sight to the blind, to proclaim to the oppressed freedom. What is he, what is he saying here? When Jesus walks into the room, Mr. Freedom sets you free. When Jesus walks into the room, blind eyes are opened in the light of his glory. When Jesus walks into the room, the poor become rich with gratitude, rich in understanding. Jesus shifts it all. Guess who gets to carry Jesus? Amen. Look at the next one here. Over in, this is what Paul has to say. Oh, we had an extra verse here. Proclaim. I'm going to put that other one back. I like that. That was good. I, didn't, I missed that. The, next, the last verse that we'd have. Proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. How many would like to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor? How, how many people do you think in the United States of America would be blessed if you said, hey, listen, I'd like to share the, the Lord's favor with you. Do you like, would you like to hear about it? Guess what? This year, 2022, I believe it's going to be the year of the Lord's favor. You want to start your year out well? Say yes to Jesus. He'll change it all for you. He'll change your perspective. He'll change everything. Let's look at what Paul has to say about kerygma. He says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Who? Just a few, few lucky people. He said, everyone who will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. But then he goes on, he says, how then can they call to the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? Are you with me? That word preaching, kerygma. How can they hear without someone preaching to them? Let me give you the next verse here just real quick. The next verse says this, verse 17. How can anyone preach unless they are sent. Here's the teaching part, okay? Get your Bibles out if you, and, and look at that scripture. If you, you put it back up right now in uh, the one uh, 10, 13 through 14, but I wanna show you something. He says, how can anyone preach unless they are sent? Well, get good news. Today, on this day, February the 6th, 2022, you are all sent, okay? You've been sent. I sent you right now. Don't leave just yet because I'm gonna give you instructions on what your sending will entail. He says, you gotta be sent. That's part of the preaching to say, boom, this is for everyone. Everybody gets to play. But look at this. Let's go, let's review, reverse, uh, reverse the order of this thing and you'll see a progression. Go ahead and put that back on there. Um, Romans 10, 13 through 14. All right, go, go to the end of it. Go to that last part. There you go. Okay, now take a look at this. He says, how can they hear without someone preaching to them? If you go backwards, it'll make sense to you. He says, it starts out with being sent. Then our part is to preach, to proclaim, to kerygma, the goodness of God to people, that Jesus is the way, truth, life. He is the Savior. He's Lord. He's King, okay? He says, that's our part. Then he says that what happens after the preaching, the proclaiming, it makes a way for people to 
hear the good news. That's how they hear it. We gotta proclaim it. And then once they hear, we, we go and proclaim. It makes a way for revelation to penetrate people's hearts. They have what Jesus said, ears to hear. And then they believe. They believe in their hearts. And then they call on the one that they have just believed in. They confess him. You see how that works? See, this is kind of response to the verses before that. He says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be sozoed. You'll be saved, healed, delivered. That's the invitation. But the way you get there starts out by someone being the mouthpiece to share good news that opens up our hearts for revelation to receive it in and confess it. Oh, Jesus, I confess you are my Lord. See, Paul was really excited about this. Let's, let's take a look at the last slide today. I'm gonna ask the worship team if you guys are, if you guys make your way this, make your way forward and prayer team be ready. Uh, you guys can come forward here in just a moment. Listen to this. Paul says it this way. He says, it's because of this kerygma that I'm eager to kerygma, preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. And he continues on and he says, the next verse, he says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel. He says, I know the power of the gospel to save every human being who will receive it, will believe it. He says, there's, there's, there's no one on the outside, not first the Jew, then the Jew, no one on the outside. But can I tell you, it's received by revelation. It's not received by figuring it out. It's received by simply saying, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I receive you. See, there, there are two types of people here this morning. We're going to close with this. Two types of people here this morning. Those of us who need to be bold proclaimers of Christ. You've already been sent. We already deputized you. You've already been sent. It's a matter of saying, Jesus, here am I. Send me. I'll go. I'll go wherever. And it's in the flow of going. It's not like we're sending you to the mission field. We're, you are the mission field. This is the mission field. You don't have to go anywhere. Love your family. Love your kids. Love your neighbors. Love those coworkers. Love the people you eat breakfast with at the cafe. Love people everywhere you go. He's saying that the message is love. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. The message is his only son, Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. If we've got the answer, we need to give the answer. Can I tell you what? There's, there should be zero pressure on you today. How many, how many of you realize you can't save anybody? You can't save anybody. So look at your neighbor and say, you can't save anybody. That's not your job. You know what your job is to do? It's to be a faithful witness and allow in the power and the love of the Holy Spirit. That's it. And leave the results to God. How I many you say, I can do that? Be a faithful witness in the power and the love of the Holy Spirit and leave the results to God. 
Don't you, I'm not asking you to wrangle. Please don't wrangle anybody. Please don't try to put somebody in a headlock. Don't, don't try to, you know, I used to worry a lot. I, I was in college and, and I think, oh God, I just, I don't, they didn't receive Jesus and I just, they're probably going to go to hell. And I just, I couldn't, can I tell you, I sleep well at night now. That ain't my job. You know, you know what our job is? Love people, love people and give them the source of our love, King Jesus and his kingdom and all these other things will be added to you. Now, there's a second group here today that you need to receive the gospel, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, that Jesus is the Savior, that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is King. Don't, don't, don't let your mind try to talk you out of it. If there's something in you, like, like the fellow who came to the table, he'd been wrestling for a while and he just knew that he knew that he knew that he needed to act on it. Because see, we receive with our heart. We believe in our heart. If you, you, it's gonna come out of your mouth, but you believe in your heart first. If there's anybody here this morning that you're believing in your heart right now that Jesus is your Lord, he's your savior, he's your king, he's your savior. I mean, the Holy Spirit's on you right now and you say, I, 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 need to, I need to do that. I need to make that confession today. I want you just to stand to your feet if that's you. The Holy Spirit's working on you right now. And you say, I need to say yes to Jesus. Anybody? Okay, don't let your head talk you out of it. Okay, we're gonna have, all right, go ahead and stand to your feet. I'm not embarrassing anybody here. I would, all right, anybody else? All right, come on, stand up. Anybody else? All right. In just a few minutes, we're gonna have, I'm gonna ask our prayer team if you guys would come on down. And as the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, respond. Just respond and say, oh man, that, can I tell you what? I'm not, I'm, what I'm giving you is called an upgrade. It's called the gospel, the gospel of the kingdom of God. It means everything will shift and change in your life. Let's all stand together. And we're gonna to worship together. And if you're here this morning, maybe, maybe you have a physical need and you just need to be prayed for. Maybe you have whatever kind of need. Our folks are here to pray for you. If you said yes to Jesus this morning, we have a Bible here we'd love to give you. It's got a bookmark in it that tells you what your next steps are, how you can step into this new life with Jesus. Well, Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are here by the presence of your Holy Spirit. Jesus, we love you. We receive you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you're our Savior. Thank you, Jesus, that you're our healer. Thank you, Jesus, that you're our deliverer. Thank you, Jesus, that we have to look no further to know what God is like. You are God. So come, Holy Spirit, I pray for divine revelation to touch our hearts, the eyes of our hearts to be enlightened, to receive all that you have for us this morning. In Jesus' name, just respond.